Hi, my name is Inez Simpson and this is one of the series of videos and audios about the holistic therapy process called the Simpson Protocol. I'm talking to the people who have experience with Simpson Protocol and what they think of the process and the results they have found. So if you are the person who desires positive change in themselves and those they come in contact with, I believe you'll find this interesting. Well, I'm here today to um, interview Tim Horn. He's one of the SP trainers. He's been my friend for forever. So I'm really looking forward to this, and I want him to tell you a little bit about his background. Okay. Well, actually, I um, in terms of hypnosis, I uh, had panic attacks when I was about 23 years old, and I wanted to overcome it. So I took a self-hypnosis class. Obviously, that was many years ago, coming up on 40 years ago. And within about two months, panic attacks were gone. So I thought, oh, it's really good. So I became a, uh, I took hypnosis class, became a certified hypnotist. Eventually, I became a hypnosis um, instructor. And I really love the power of the mind. I'm also kind of a person who loves putting pieces together and puzzle pieces and everything. So I say took a lot of different classes and all sorts of different uh, hypnosis modalities. And uh, that's really how I started. I also had an academic career as teaching English and theater all the way from uh, middle school all the way up through, you know, beginning college classes. So that's my background. That's, and you are a writer. I do. Because of all the things I did teaching, um, I found out that, uh, I think it's great to have kids when they come to school, they're prepared to learn. So I wrote a book called um, Skies Wide Open, How to Teach Your Child to Be a Lifelong Learner, to get them in the right mindset, because mindset's so important for anything. But I think that's one of the aspects of the Simpson Protocol I enjoy most. Hmm. Okay. Uh, do you remember what you thought of SP when it first began? Oh, golly day. Yeah, actually... Um, I was telling you, I like putting the pieces of a puzzle together. Yeah. And I learned so many different modalities for hypnosis. You learn, um, you know, white chair technique for people who are dealing with and releasing things. You learn uh, gestalt. You learn uh, past life regret. You learn all those different things. And at that point, I, I was at the NGH, and I said, is there anything that can combine all these and take away a lot of the, the fluff, the things that prevents clients from getting to where they need to be. And I walked into Inez's class on the Simpson Protocol, maybe one of the first years she taught it. And it really got to the point where all the fluff was taken away. The client can start, start with a really solid foundation and build within them from the tools they already have in their lives to have a better life. So I was pretty amazed. And at that point, I decided I'm going to continue studying this and see where it goes. Mm. That's surprising. No, that was very a long time ago. That's a 2005 or something, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. And it was very simple. It's really evolved since then. So I just wanted to see what you thought of it when you, um, at the beginning. <laughs> what you so, said about it being simple, um, I think that's important. We complicate things. We bring in the judgmental mind that makes us evaluate it. That prevents you from getting uh, all the work done. 
one of the instructors we share is Jerry Kine. One of the things he said is the more conscious effort made, yeah. the less effective it could be at the subconscious level. So the simplicity is also something that appealed to me. Yeah, that really appealed to me. And I think he was a, a, the best instructor I've ever had. Yeah, I have a special place for him in my heart. Yeah, Jerry is wonderful. <laughs> what challenges for a practitioner does SP solve? Um, we, I talked earlier about how it's important for me to put all the pieces together. Yeah. That's absolutely true with me, but I'm not the person who's really doing the work. The client is the person doing the work. They have their own individual pieces. They have all the things that have accumulated through their life, all the experiences, all the context they have. And because of that, the Simpson protocol allows the hypnotist to step aside, introduce the client to themselves and all the different things they have to deal with and all the pieces they already have available to them to create a better, happier, healthier life. So the, the problem it solved, the one I think it most solved was prevents the client from doing what Jerry used to say, shoot yourself in the foot hypnosis. The client's doing the work themselves. If you go in for surgery and you're having a, say, a kidney or liver transplant, there's an automatic rejection. Yeah. Because that kidney, that liver is not from you. It's brought in from somewhere else. Yeah. Through the Simpson protocol, the rejection is a lot less because the client is doing it for themselves and they have that feeling of empowerment. They don't feel as if they have to push against yeah. against anyone else. They're allowing the things that are already there to fit into that mosaic of a better life. I think that's the problem that most solved, and that's the one I keep working with and I keep moving myself away. That reminds me that someone has just lately had to work with someone who had a, a, a transplant and had yeah. issues from it, the, yeah. from the other person, from everything carried in the the unit, you know? Isn't that interesting? Because, I mean, I totally get that, but most people don't even think of it. And the thing is, um, we have... Um... There's a thing called praxis, which is the mechanics of doing something and the poesis of doing something. The poesis is not something concrete you can hold on to. Now, obviously, you have to have the right blood type and you have to match and yeah. do all the rest of that stuff. But everything, um, it's, it's not, I always tell you that I'm not woo-woo, I'm very analytical. And that really is to some degree true. But the fact is, the subconscious mind is not something that's analytical. It takes all those different things. But it is energy. Yes. All the energy of the things that happen to us, good, bad, they leave an impression on us. Yeah. And it's able to take that impression and change it and release the negative things. There's a wonderful book called um, uh, The Body Keeps Count. And it's all about how all the negative things in our lives end up creating something within us. Yes. That even goes down to a genetic level, to a cellular level. It goes down very, well, I don't know. I think it permeates everything. Absolutely. And the good thing about the Simpson protocol, there are even sections of the protocol that deal with that. And uh, that's something that can appeal to my analytical side. Your analytical side is very interesting, Tim. Thank you.
<laughs> no, I find it really very well, very good. You're really good at succinct at saying everything and very explaining very well. Yeah. And I think that's interesting. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Because thank I'm you. not. Yeah. But I mean, the things we talked about, um, the things that you're interested in, I can create a context for them that shows how those things are overlapping. Yeah. Um, one of the things you, you talked about is the shamanic and, and drum beating and all the rest of that. Mm. Sound creates a vibration. Vibrations are energy and that can affect you. The sounds, the tones, all the rest of that. So those things are all interlocked together. Um, I don't really think of the Simpson Protocol as being all that woo-woo. It's just looking at things in a way that allows the client to take what is necessary to heal themselves. That's right. I think I think that the Simpson Protocol is holistic. Which yes. Is, I mean, I cover every part of mind, body, spirit, soul. And if you don't believe in that, that's too bad. You don't, but you have to go through it. We use words. Yeah. Words are one of the, words are one of the least effective ways of communicating. They are. Because if I say a word to you, you're going to interpret that word depending upon your previous experiences with it. Yeah. Right? It can be a positive or a negative experience. With the Simpson Protocol, we're asking the superconscious mind, which is a part of you that's watching out for your greatest good and well-being. It knows what it needs to do. We're asking it to take over. And if this helps you, great. Take it. Use it any way you want. If it doesn't, just let it go. I'm not going to force anything on you. I'm going to ask you to do what is very best for you. And if the client, and this is one of the one of the aspects I, I know I'm talking about, but one of the things about the protocol I like most is the very beginning. We get to the moment where the person, uh, where their spirit begins to accept how love, safe, secure, worthy, deserving, all those feelings of self-empowerment are there. If you feel as if you are absolutely loved, safe, secure, worthy, confident, all those things. That permeates every cell, and you allow that to be your baseline to work on everything else. Problems begin to evaporate because you have an expectation that they will not be nearly as difficult as you created for them. And as it keeps evolving now, yeah. see, when I thought that first up the foundation, I figured people had to learn that to be, they had to start at the, at the beginning of life. Now I'm thinking I have to go back, but we'll we'll go there sometime. I mean, we are going in the process of going there. We do do that. And one of the things we talk about is, again, I mean, everything you're talking about is in one way or another discussed in the Simpson Protocol, and the client can go back to where it is. Yeah. I discuss, um, we talk about, are there any experiences of the past, present, future, in this dimension, interdimensionally, anywhere else? In throughout any existence. So that can go back to even before that happened, to whenever that, that spirit of energy is there. So we don't directly talk about that. When the superconscious mind is opened up and there is not a limit it's placed on itself, it does it more easily and it'll find the things you don't directly ask about. Ah, uh, that's wonderful. Yeah, you talk about it. I don't ever, I, I don't see it in those things I, but my picture is big all the time. It's very big. So I it's there, but I can't pin it down to the things. So I, thank you. That's why it's good that you're analytical. 
this is the thing. I don't, we don't need to have that picture. We just have to know because the client is going to build from what they have. Yeah. We in our minds think we know what they're thinking. We're limiting anything they possibly could have. Yeah. The more limitations we give them, the less chance for the, you know, the, uh, the creation of a better life they can have. We want them to do it. Now, just focusing on manipulating consciously, working even at solely the subconscious level, mm -hmm. that's very limiting. Mm -hmm. Right? But being able to go deeper and further, how does this help the client? Well, first of all, it allows them to open up their... We're talking earlier about our own view, right? By allowing the client to go deeper, to open up to all these different areas, it allows their perspective to be a lot more open, allows them to do the work they didn't think they previously could. Um, Richard Bach said, if you argue for your limitations, they become yours. Yeah. By deeper, you're eliminating limitations that are either self-created or you've accepted from someone else. And lots of times we don't know we've accepted because they came with us when we were little or whatever they were, and it's detrimental to us at the moment. The truth is, I think our job is not so much to hypnotize people, but to dehypnotize them, to take away all those things that they've built up and they accepted from when they were a child. Well, that's true, because most people think that you're being put in a trance when you are actually always in a trance of some type. Yeah, yeah. I had a client, uh, one of my greater successes, the Simpson Protocol. They'd gone to their doctor, and there's a thing called white coat syndrome. Yeah. The doctor told her that she had three months to live because of cancer. Now, think about that. Automatically, the now, first of all, doctors are incredibly important, and you should listen to your doctor, do what they ask you to do, but also understand that they are not God. They do not determine when you're going to die and do all the rest of this. And the first thing I had to ask the client was, is it all right if your doctor is wrong? It's an important question. If the doctor has an opportunity to be wrong, you have the opportunity to live a longer and happy life. That was six years ago. And she's still alive. She's doing well. Um, yeah. She's done incredibly well. Yeah, those are the first questions I'm. I'm at. I'll ask them. Mm -hmm. Except I might word it differently. It doesn't, doesn't matter. It's the intention that counts. Yeah, intention. I, I like the idea of intention. I was teaching a class with, um, actually, it was with Claudia, and she said, "Is it all right if we talk about intention throughout that?" And I thought that was a wonderful idea. Because if the client has an intention state at the very beginning, it gives them something that they realize they're they're working on all the way through the process. Mm -hmm. And everything, every movement, every action, every thought is designed to fit that particular intention. Yeah. It's a little more focused. Yeah, that's what I, I get the client to focus on. Yeah. Their intention for themselves. Right. It's one of the stories I tell all my clients is the... Uh, in uh, Alice in Wonderland where Alice sees the Cheshire cat and she's on the road and says to the Cheshire cat, you know, where does this road go to? And the Cheshire cat says, well, where are you going? And Alice says, I don't know. And the Cheshire cat says, if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. Yeah. You've got to know where they're heading. If they don't know where they're heading, 
you know, you're, you're just spinning your wheels. Yeah. So what is, what can SP be used for? It can be used for, yeah, you know, it's, uh, I, I could say it can be used for anything, but I could say, what can it be used for? I mean, I've used it for just about any issue a client could have. And I've had results with many different issues. Um, part of that is my expectation that the client will be able to do the work. And if they have that belief too, uh, quitting smoking, losing weight, stress relief, doing better with chemotherapy, recovering from surgery, pain management, um, sleep improvement, all those different things can be done with the Simpson protocol. Let, let's talk about one of the things you talked about earlier was the fact everything's holistic. Yeah, Everything is holistic. So if everything's holistic and we do this with Reiki, we do this with energy bars, we do this with all the different sorts of modality, um, anything, anything that is congruent with the body that matches it will be accepted. Anything that's not can be rejected. Now, is pain acceptable within the body? It tells you you need to see a doctor. See the doctor no longer serves a purpose. Is smoking good for you? No. If it's not good for you, you can reject it. You can let it go. You don't have to hold on to the desires, those needs. So it can be used for just about anything. Yeah. I always say it, is, it can be used for anything and everything. Uh -huh. uh, and I have used it. I've worked with people with cancer. I've worked with people with other things. There's certain time that you cannot make it through it, everything. Because yeah. limiting the client limits you. Yeah. Self-limiting beliefs. Yeah. One of the things we talk about is, um, again, you see, as you touch on these things, they're all included in one section of the protocol. Maybe only a line or two, but they're in there. We talk about self-limiting beliefs. Are there any beliefs the client may be holding on to that cause or affect this issue, including self-limiting beliefs? Mm -hmm. If you come up with the idea you can't do anything, yeah. congratulations, you'll be right. This is what this is a Timism. Nobody else said this. And I like it. it's um uh more people are many people are more interested in being right than doing right. Yeah. If yeah. I walk out and say, Yeah, I'm right, that couldn't help me. <laughs> what have you done? Think about how that's limited your own healing ability. Yeah. yeah, there's certain people. I remember a client came to me and he said, I, I have never been hypnotized by anybody who's hypnotized, you know, attempted to. And I said, that's right. Good. <laughs> I said, that's right. Of course, you're not going to be. I'm not any different than anybody else. Yeah. But uh, he And he didn't do it. Yeah, because he chose not to. That's right. So talking about choice. I said you can make the choice to to do that or not to do it. And he chose not to do it. This is what I say to my clients. Um, the first thing I ask them to do is to make themselves the most important person in the world. Yeah. In their own universe. Because if you do that, would you uh, you know, many people say my spouse, my children, would you poison your children? No. Would you do anything to harm your children? No. Then why are you doing it to yourself? But people frequently, they've been beaten down and they just don't feel they should love themselves as much as they possibly could. Because if they have that, they're willing to accept and allow themselves to feel better, to look at life in a better way. 
So what aspect of SP do you find most appealing? Uh, the aspect I like best is the fact that the clients are empowering themselves to do the work. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Fact is, I don't have to have a fear of failing. No. Because the client makes their own choices and it's up to them, you know? Yeah. Give them all the tools. We show them how to use the tools. We we even have a we even can program them to go to these different levels on their own to do good work. Mm. And it'll the second and third session to be so much faster and get so much more work done. Yeah. It doesn't limit that healing. Those are the things I like best about the protocol. Good. Now, what type of person or profession benefits most by learning SP? Anyone who does any sort of energy work. I mean, Reiki, uh, Reiki practitioners, psychologists, psychiatrists who want to use hypnosis. There's uh, hypnosis can be uh, very effective in a lot of different things, but you don't merely have to be a hypnotist to use the Simpson protocol. I've taught the Simpson protocol to massage therapists because they're working with the client's energy and they get great results from it. Nurses are really good too. Just Nurses are exceptional. Yeah. So it's just an all-round thing. What happens, I think, of SP, when I'm telling people, it's not really hypnosis. It's just, it's just everything. I don't know how, we, I've taken bits out of every part of holistic, so it's different. Every part of everything. And yeah. then mixed it all up. One of the things I tell people is, uh, I don't talk about myself as a hypnotist. I talk about being your neighborhood mind mechanic, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm loving your mind. And I'm not just talking about the, you know, the mind. I'm talking about all the aspects that make up the whole and allow you to see those things in a way that's going to be best for you. So if that's the way you see everything, even the negative things in life are aiming you towards something better. Yeah. It's off that, that pressure, that uh, that uh, heavy blanket we carry upon ourselves. One of the one of my the, I taught a class in the uh, at the Canadian Hypnosis Conference up in Toronto, and we had volunteers there. And I was having my students had volunteers, and we had people working on things, and they had no clue what they were going to work on when they got there. They ended up releasing a huge amount of things, things they never even thought they were going to let go of. If you come in to become a non-smoker, congratulations, you've become a non-smoker. But is that really dealing with every issue that you have in your life? No. If you come in and you say, I just want to feel better, can you help me with that? Yes, because it's wide open, that huge panacea. The superconscious mind will find the thing that most will allow you to feel better. But you've got to become comfortable with feeling better. You've got to be comfortable with being happy. You've yeah. got to be comfortable with not having limitations on your life. And that's a difficult thing for many people to do. Yes, it is. And they those people don't come to us. They're not ready. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's on them. That's on them. Yeah. So what unique or amazing outcome of event or event in an SB session have you experienced personally? 
for myself? Yeah. Or I'm with clients? With the client, you know, um, aspect, something has cleared. Okay. Uh, I've had clients who have quit smoking after once. Uh, I had a client come in. I sell packages, three three session packages. I had a client come in to quit smoking. I said, okay, sure. Three sessions will do it. But of course, after the first session, they said, I don't need to smoke anymore. I, I don't need this anymore. Okay, what do you want to do? Second session. Well, I've been sleeping well. Okay, that's going to be our intention. We did that. Third session. I'm sleeping great. Everything's fine. But what else? My back. I had back surgery about six years ago. I've been in really intractable pain. Okay, we did the Simpson protocol. Within three sessions, the person had taken care of issues they've been carrying for 20 years, and each one was releasing it. So that's just one. But I've had clients who are living who the doctors said they wouldn't live. I've had people whose blood pressure has gone down. I had one person who had um, AFib. And had used the Simpson protocol before. Mm -hmm. And they were going in to get their heart shocked back into rhythm. They used the protocol. When they went in, the doctor said, your heart's in perfect rhythm already. We don't need to reshock it in. Yeah. Once, I mean, those things anything, can happen. Anything is possible. So That's open it. to possibility. That's it. That's all I ever ask anybody. That's it. Yeah. Well, that I think that was a superb interview. Oh, thank you. You asked great questions. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I don't articulate them well, or they don't get out of my mouth the way they want to be. But uh, I think so. Now, I'll tell you, one of the things I like about the protocol is, um, you know, uh, Everyone I teach to utilize the protocol is a little bit different. And after you get that nice foundation, right, uh, there are little tweaks, little things you can do to make the protocol work for you and, and approach your clients better. You talk, and when we began, it was a one-day program. And since then, we've gone up to four days with all these different avenues. And that's because we go in with the idea, I know nothing. And we allow the clients and we allow the other people who are teaching and using it to instruct us on how it can be better. Yeah. And it opens up the field. That's really what I like about the protocol. Yeah. That's my favorite part is the no judgment. Yes. 